Hello there, dear listener. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Today we have a guest, and his name is Charlie Kleisner. And introducing him would take me way too long, so I'll have him introduce himself at the beginning of the episode. Today we'll be talking about framework, and Anita from Tree Itself is joining us as well. And uh, it was a great, fun conversation that took us through a lot of topics, and we ended up at bees again. How this all turned out, here's our new episode. Hey Jan, this is Charlie Kleisner. What's up today? Hi, hi Charlie. Uh, so excited and, and, and great to have you on the phone. Uh, it's actually, it's not just me. It's also, I got Anita along with me. Um, hey, uh, I've been told that we need to talk about the topic of uh, framework. And uh, Anita told me the guy to go to there would be you. So that's why we're, why we're calling. Um, now for our audience, you are a lot of things. Naming them all, that will take up way too much time. So I'm curious, if you had to introduce you, yourself to our audience, how would you introduce yourself? Yeah, well, thanks, uh, Jan. That's a good question. So I would introduce myself as a change maker, a system change maker, somebody who really is not happy with the existing economic system, financial system, and who wants to make a positive contribution to changing these systems to the better so that they actually serve humanity and the planet as opposed to just the rich and, and themselves. Well, that's, that's a great thing. I think uh, a lot of can relate to that. But what's your, uh, what's your connection to Qi? You're on the board, right? I'm on the advisory board. So I'm a big fan of Qi and uh, the, the leadership there and the team and the approach. And I'm privileged to be a friend you know, of the team and a supporter and, um, and a mentor also so um i think what what they have embarked to do is uh, fabulous it makes a big difference particularly in the european scene right now but it will also influence uh, global you know approaches to impact so you said about you, you talked about that you are unhappy with the financial system and so on great things we'll go right into that but before that now you that, <laughs> yeah. that now that you've introduced yourself i'd love to have anita introduce you anita anita how would you introduce charlie to our audience Oh, wow, uh, as an uh, amazing um, uh, uh, inspiration uh, uh, to uh, our team, uh, to me as a person, obviously, as well. Um, I mean, uh, we call ourselves uh, uh, Qi Impact Capital, eh? conscious, holistic, impactful investing is uh, what we are doing and what we would like to continue to do. And uh, exactly that is also uh, a topic uh, uh, that Charlie um, has written and has spoken uh, a lot about. And um, the coolest thing, it's not just uh, written and spoken words, it's also about action. And uh, yeah, that's uh, exactly what we are doing as well. And uh, yeah, if needed, uh, also with his uh, um, help, I mean, uh, there is, uh, of course, an, uh, an exchange on... Uh, yeah, a regular basis and um, yeah, we're very pleased with his uh, valuable inputs. So I think that's what he meant by, by, by saying he's a, he's a mentor to you guys. I'm, I'm really curious in, uh, about all of that, but our topic today is, is framework. And I'd say, let's dive into it. Now, I read about it, but uh, you know, I'm not the brightest candle on the cake. I want to hear it from you, Charlie. Could you just give me the, like, the summary of framework in, in, in three sentences? Yeah, and impact management is a hot topic right now, and it will be hard to explain it in three sentences, but what it's all about is to make it important as part of your investment process, meaning 
you want to measure it, you want to manage it, you want to do due diligence around it, you want to make sure that you understand where impact is going during your investments and what an exit means on an impact side. So that's called impact management. And there's many, many different frameworks. Some are emerging now as leading frameworks that we can either talk about or not, as you wish, that to help you in the toolkit to actually manage impact. All right, so let me just summarize it real quick. Framework is sort of the, uh, the, 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 the guidelines, like the, um, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't say framework, but because that's yeah, the same word. But if impact, if impact yeah. was a picture, framework would be just the frame around it that gives it sort of a, a, a definition. Well, it, it frames, you know, how you talk about impact. And so I give you a couple of examples because examples really make it uh, come alive and more understandable. So when you measure impact on the individual measurement level, then you can measure obviously, you know, a CO2 tons offset. You can measure how many full-time jobs you have created. You can measure how many clean cooking stoves you have sold, right? And these are called the outputs of impact management. But most people are interested in higher level articulation of, well, what does that have to do with uh, the healthcare system, with the education system? And then we're going to do what's referred to as outcomes. And, uh, and those are tougher to manage, right? Because you're, let's say, you know, I've been working with a company called Proof of Impact in order to measure impact on an output level where we put the impact measurements on a blockchain and then make sure that we can analyze them. So for instance, we worked with the Ethiopian government on, on lowering the mortality rates of um, expecting mothers and their babies. And we know that when expecting mothers go to the hospital and or get checked by a, by a doctor during their pregnancy, that that will predictably lower their chances of uh, death, right? And their baby's chances for death. So it, it increases the survivability rate. And so what we do is in this instance, we put all the, the the, the events when a mother visits um, a hospital or a doctor that's qualified to do these exams, we put that on the blockchain and that's an impact event, an output, right? And if uh, somebody can finance these and can say, well, I'm financing 10,000 of these visits, doctor visits philanthropically, and I will be able to save through that action, whatever 4% of the people that otherwise would have died, right? And so here you see how outputs, the fact that, uh, uh, that a woman gets an exam during pregnancy is actually an impact event that then can be analyzed and correlated to other healthcare data sets of the, uh, in this instance, the Ethiopian government to correlate that fact with other healthcare statistics and get to the outcome level where you have um, more to say about the general population and statistics about healthcare around this. So that's the difference between just a single event and outcomes. Does that make sense? Well, there's a lot of words and a lot of buzzwords. Uh, yeah. I want to I touch on the, the blockchain again. So did yeah. I understand it correctly? You trace the medical treatment, so to say, and what uh, and who has participated or, or um, made it possible on the blockchain so that they, that's, they can document that. that. Yeah, that, that's right. So the, the, you know, the, the, the blockchain in this instance is useful because it's immutable, meaning nobody can change it. So if you actually have an event captured on the blockchain, you know that it happened, right? Because it's cannot be changed anymore. And so, you know, what's, what's happening a lot in our field of impact management is called greenwashing or impact yeah. washing, yeah. where people say, claim that they are doing something, but then they may, might be uh, selling CO2 offsets twice or three times to different buyers, right? As opposed to just once and get the credits for that. And so it's important, you know, that we have auditability 
of uh, impact in a way that's proven and cannot be faked. And that's right. where blockchain comes in. So that's also you use there the, the um, transparency of the blockchain. And transparency because attributability, who actually did this is also important, right? And, um, and because you want to follow well, you know, the causality of interventions, let, let's say you need to maybe prove to your investors that actually your intervention caused that positive impact or negative impact for, for that matter. I and see, that's where this I technology see. is useful. Yeah. So you you bring a bit light into this dark black box. <laughs> yeah. Into into, into right. impact washing and uh, you know and uh, and but there's other 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 buzzwords that I'm trying to avoid to explain a couple of more frameworks to your audience and but one they might uh, they should know about and that's sustainable development goals SDGs. Yeah. So most people have heard about SDGs, right? And they are they were published by the UN about what four or five years ago now and there is about 17 of them yeah. and most and that's one of the impact management frameworks if you wish that people map themselves against so um, you know if you're working on alleviating poverty there's an SDG that's called alleviating poverty and then that SDG within that SDG you can uh, support different themes impact themes you know be that creating income opportunities for the poor or making sure that the, the healthcare of the poor is actually taken care of uh, because that's a leading indicator of uh, being being poor and all of these. So that's really then going from SDGs to impact themes. And then you go from impact themes to these metrics that we just talked about, like saving individual lives. And those are the three frameworks, if you wish, on the high level SDGs, on the middle layer impact themes, and on the lower level um, metrics that actually are measurements of your progress. Anita, I'm curious, has she implemented some of these um, ideas from Charlie as well already? Yeah, yeah, indeed. We are implementing uh, or have implemented uh, uh, these items uh, as well. Um, and just to mention, um, a blockchain is actually more like a, a possible uh, a tool or like a technical tool uh, to uh, track and trace, so to say, the different uh, uh, themes or sustainable development goals, which are leading um, uh, in, in our fund. Um, as you know, Chi Impact uh, Capital uh, has this um, uh, first fund uh, called the Burning Issues Impact Fund. And these are based on these uh, 17 sustainable development goals, whereby we uh, selected uh, actually the 11 most burning issues, uh, so the most relevant uh, sustainable development goals for Europe. Uh, Europe is the geography where we would like to invest. And uh, of course, um, uh, if you work with certain frameworks, some things are more or less uh, or totally or not at all uh, relevant to you. And uh, we focus on uh, 11 of the um, sustainable development goals uh, yeah, as a starting point for how we select our transactions. Can you give me an example of where Charlie's influence is um, feelable or where Charlie influenced Chi uh, in a perhaps a concrete example. Um, well, that that's basically also uh, woven into um, uh, our whole uh, yeah philosophy. Um, I just mentioned before it, it already starts uh, with our name, how we actually uh, consciously and uh, holistically approach uh, the market. Uh, so we uh, screen uh, uh, the European market. Um, uh, so that that's a choice we made. Uh, but then we look here into uh, 
pipeline companies uh, that uh, could could fit uh, our so-called uh, framework. So uh, companies that are mission driven, uh, that um, often enough also uh, have their own kind of implicitly or explicitly uh, impact uh, agenda aligned with the sustainable development goals. Uh, and then also working with these management teams already during the selection phase when we do our due diligence, we talked about that before, and then also once uh, having them in our portfolio, make sure that they are aware, explicitly aware of uh, their uh, not only mission, because that's what they are, but put it in this framework and make it then also more uh, manageable and measurable, um, really uh, insightful and timelines. I need to stop you because it's getting too much for me right now. I need to, I need, I need, I need smaller steps. I need, I need, I need, I need yeah. a bit more. Uh, you know, I'm the five-year-old that you explain it to. So, Charlie, could you perhaps give me uh, another example? I, let's work with examples here. Maybe, maybe that could help me a bit more to 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 grasp this idea. Quality, yes, metrics, um, yes, maybe yes. quantitative metrics. Yeah, so so we talked about metrics and the quantities of, of things, right? How to how to quantify them, and that's really important to have that data because without data, it's just stories, right? But stories are as important as data because stories mm -hmm. bring the data to life, right? And, and and stories without data are as bad, in my opinion, as data without stories. And that's where quantitative and qualitative, you know, um, measurements come in. So we are supporters and investors in Amped Innovation, a company you know, that provides income generating uh, gadgets, if you wish, to the global south, working on a B2B model. And they, they are coming out with a generator right now that's uh, solar powered and at a price point, the druggedness that actually is uh, best of breed. And that's uh, why we support them on also on the investment side. And there, of course, it's very important how many generators you ship into which countries and which um, areas in order to replace these uh, diesel engine generators which are just incredibly bad polluters right yeah. and so you can just you can just look at these numbers which is important that's the quantitative side but then the qualitative side of what when you see the stories behind that the barbershop that actually doesn't have to uh, push the button on on a diesel uh, generator that just pollutes the whole neighborhood but uh, just with solar panels he's able to do his business the the uh, the small business that's that sells um you know cold drinks in order to uh, in, in, and instead of having a diesel generator does you know these stories that, that make it alive what it means to actually go away from a diesel generator to a renewable generator is what act, what what actually is inspiring and that's why i say you need both and then when you go into more system change and consciousness that would be the last piece of the uh, puzzle i think you know um let's say that like I, like i started our conversation that i'm interested in actually actually helping to change the economic system itself right then how do you how do you do that well that's uh, a lot of soft skills and influencing and getting a new story out there that everybody buys into and collaboratively letting the emergence of things happen where you don't we're not too overly overly concerned about a single metrics but really the emergence what is of a good story is, what is a good story what, people buy into well a good story is that we need to change the economic system such that nine billion people on the planet can not only live a decent life but a fulfilled life that's in harmony with everybody with all of the other lives on the planet and the biosphere and that's everybody i think can buy into that but the consequences of saying that that's a new story and what that means is where people get uh, tripped up by fear by populism by people claiming that it cannot be done without major sacrifice by people uh, you know claiming this and that and that's where 
and we know what to do. We know we know the principles of uh, of these uh, new systems of resiliency, of regionality, of changing global supply chains to regional supply chains, of enabling, you know, people to work locally with the, with the, with a fulfilling job and and maintaining maintaining biodiversity, right? Uh, but we choose not to do that. And why is that the case, Jan? I think it's because of our consciousness and awareness, you know, um, plays tricks with that. That our that our brain pretends that we're not part of this universe, that we are somehow special. Right. And that is not, and that is not true. I mean, even intellectually, point. even intellectually, if, if you think about it, it doesn't make sense that we are outside of evolution, that we can really uh, be the masters of the universe. We're part of it. And that, you know, we need to, we need to really acknowledge that. And that's where, you know, Christine, the co-founder of Chi, you know, has been such a great um, uh, kindred spirit in thought for me as well, because we, you know, we, I, I contributed to her book Unconscious in Investing a few years ago, and that's how we got to know each other. And that's why, you know, system change and consciousness and awareness go hand in hand. Now, that's a good part. It's a very interesting um, topic you touch on there, because that's also written in your article, um, which I'll be linking in the uh, show description in the show notes. And there you mentioned um, that the um, anthropocentric world, uh, worldview is, um, or as a reason for lack of change, now I'd love for you to expand on that. Yeah, so anthropocentric is is a Greek word for human centric, right? right it means right. human centric worldview, and a human centric worldview is a worldview where the humans are the center of the universe, right? And we and we somehow all believe that that's the case. But if you just reflect on that a little bit, of how long you know humanity has been around on this beautiful planet then you you will have to admit that well it's a very very short amount of time and you will have to um reflect a little bit on well what is humanity's role in the context of stewardship in the context of participating in the in the cosmic dance of uh, moving things forward in, in a way that doesn't hurt uh, everybody else but that's really positively contributing to the evolution as opposed to negatively but and that's saying, where and and, and that's one saying, more thought Jan, yeah, is, is, yeah, the way to do that is actually that you have to work on yourself because you, you have to work on yourself to realize with mindfulness practices that you're not, um, you know, in control of these things. You're part of something very magical, something very, uh, int something very um, intuitive or, or evolving, right, emerging. And, and if, you, if we have that attitude, well, then we collaborate and, and really manage, sort of co-manage, if that's the right word, co steward i would say the resources of our planet in a, in, in, a, in a way different way than we do right now but isn't saying that the anthropocentric worldview is wrong the modern version of basically blasphemy <laughs> well you know there's um i copied the terminology so i'm i'm calling what we talk about the deep impact economy and deep impact investing and, and i started talking about that uh, four years ago and i was inspired by a Norwegian person called Arne Nace who coined the terminology deep ecology. And that's exactly what he meant. So deep ecology is a non-human centric ecology. And that inspired me because when I think about, you know, G, uh, you know, uh, burning issues fund and what we try to accomplish, then it's not really um, positive net impact for ourselves, but it's really for humanity and the planet, right? And that's a different attitude, a different mindset than classical investors who just want to maximize their return, their financial return, that is. And so I mentioned sometimes that if you if you only invest with your mind, right, then you cannot go deep enough because your mind 
sometimes portrays this picture of egocentricity that you need to get away from. If you just invest with your heart, then you most likely lose all your money because you're so compassionate and you know you want to support everything and soon you run out of money. But if you if you invest from your soul, right, then that's by default bigger than your ego and by default bigger than than yourself. And uh, and that's really what 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 I mean by go, by going into deeper impact opportunities with that uh, attitude, with that mindset. Yeah, yeah, I, I see. But still, there, there's a lot of work that needs to be done to to change uh, the the mindset of a lot of people. Now, Chi, I want to I want to touch on Chi because this non-anthropocentric worldview um, is also being representative in in Chi with the Chi's uh, biodiversity and and multi-species uh, lens here. Now, Anita, what, what, what is that all about? And, and how, how do you go about this non-anthropocentric uh, worldview? Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. And uh, we try to develop uh, a kind of an instrument um, uh, yeah, to, to work uh, exactly with uh, that idea and uh, trying to look at the world well from a different perspective is, is, is very hard for an individual because of course you're captured in your own body and in your own uh, uh, mind nevertheless um, we have our intellectual uh, capabilities um, uh, to analyze and to uh, consider uh, also uh, different uh, views world views and uh, uh, make uh, scenarios and, um, and that's exactly what we are uh, doing and also looking through different lenses uh, whereby indeed uh, the multi-species or biodiversity lens uh, is, uh, is one of it. Um, maybe to make a short uh, personal note to that, I'm a hobby beekeeper. Yes. And if you're responsible for different uh, beehives um, and uh, as a beekeeper, you would like to support them. Of course, you would like to get some honey out of that. That's like the sweet uh, uh, eh, liquid uh, gold reward uh, you get out of the bees. But the main thing is, of course, that you uh, can keep your bees not only over years or decades, but basically a healthy uh, bee population has an eternal life. And uh, that's what you would like to enable as a, as a beekeeper. Um, but you need to really put yourself in the situation of that population, of that hive. How can they thrive? What do they need? And uh, sometimes you need to turn your human mind off and try to think as a bee and also learn from the bees. That's also the cool thing. And it's maybe a, a weird comparison uh, to um, uh, investing. But nevertheless, if you look at an uh, opportunity, there is a pipeline company uh, you are likely to invest in, uh, which uh, deals um, with uh, uh, either some kind of animal products or uh, has a certain effect on, uh, on biodiversity. We try uh, to look um, uh, with a kind of a, a lens at that situation. How does that uh, could possibly do harm? And that's absolutely something we would like to avoid. Uh, on the other hand, we would like to do good and uh, do that well. And um, just to use another example in uh, our portfolio, a very obvious one, uh, is Moza Meat. Um, that's uh, a Dutch company developing um, clean meat. Um, and uh, with that, uh, yeah, they won't only be able to save uh, cow lives, but also uh, yeah, restructure basically that uh, food uh, sector eh, uh, by providing alternative proteins, uh, which has a huge impact uh, yeah, on, on, on nature, uh, on our environment. And 
using our multi-species lens, of course, a company like Mosamid had a very good score. I see. I see. All right. Um, so I think we've gotten a bit closer to uh, grasping the entire frame of framework in impact. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Anita, you've, you've mentioned uh, a pipeline company quite a lot. So I think our audience should be on the lookout for some new announcements soon. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, hey, Charlie, I want to thank you so much for being on our call. Um, our time sadly over, but I'd love to have you back sometime uh, later. Would you? Would you be down? I would be very happy. You know, I think it's Great. this at, at this time of um, of our evolutionary stage. We need to collaborate. We need to inform and inspire each other. We need to figure out what we can do together and how to how to work on ourselves to be more present to uh, to think like to to act like to be like bees. I love that uh, analogy, Anita. You know, it, it's uh, it's being in the flow of uh, of, of a bee is so such an inspiring thought, right? And it, it puts us out of the our 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 comfort zone of well, you know, we control the bees. No, we shouldn't, right? And mm -hmm. I think that's a that's a beautiful analogy and beautiful story and uh, and vision, you know, to end this particular interaction with. And happy to continue the conversation later. Yeah, let's see how good of a of a bee comparison uh, we can be having just lost our queen right so <laughs> i hope i hope that's uh, that's not a bad sign but yeah i want to thank you so much uh, for taking the or, or giving me gifting me some of your time and uh, yeah talk to you soon bye guys bye bye thank bye. you so much thank you Jan. And that's another episode in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this was also our last episode of 2022, and we'd like to take this chance to wish you happy holidays and best of impact for 2023.